the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What we do. Good morning, my dear friends, to all our dear audience on KNUS 710 AM or via podcast. I welcome all of you. This morning, we shall interact first by waking up, praising God. If you're sad, allow God to put a joy, a smile on your face. If you're married, give a good and warm greeting to your wife or to your husband. Give a good warm morning hug or welcome to your children and to all those who live with you. And do me a favor. It's okay to turn on your radio at 9.30 a.m. on Sunday morning and contact friend so they can join in as well. Next, of course, let us warm up the day by being nice to each other and by being nice to the Lord. This is Father Andre, and good Holy Sunday morning with God. Let the sons of Israel say his love endures forever. Hallelujah. Christ is risen. Christ is truly risen. Today is also Divine Mercy Sunday. We always say, Jesus, I trust in you. Today, my prayer with you is always a prayer and a song of joy for salvation. It is amazing to know that this Jesus is the stone which rejected by you, builders, has become the chief stone supporting all the rest. I didn't say these words. These are from the Acts of the Apostles, chapter 4, verse 11. I think this, the context for this is when Peter was talking. Peter was scared for about 50 days. You know, Jesus was killed. He betrayed Jesus a few times, three times at least. And then Jesus, of course, forgives him after his resurrection. And in John chapter 21, Jesus tells him, tend my sheep, feed my lamb, tend my sheep, feed my flock. Three times Jesus asks Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love me more than these? And of course, Peter is fed up. Peter is fed up because he betrayed his Lord. Peter is fed up because he has to run away. Jesus even tells him on the morning, of Sunday's resurrection. He tells him through Mary Magdalene, who we call the apostle to the apostles. He tells her, go tell my disciples, I will see them in Galilee. But then for these um, 40 days, Jesus appears and he sits with his disciples. He accompanies them sometimes with the two disciples of Emmaus, sometimes at the seashore of Galilee. They will be fishing. They will be tired. They will try to fish all night and they have no food and they don't, they're talking about Jesus in public. They even lost many friends. So they were running away. They had to spend time together and somehow in seclusion or in nature or sleeping on the boat in the Sea of Galilee through the night trying to eat and comes Thursday of the ascension and the Lord uh, goes up to heaven and takes his seat at the right hand of God the Father and Jesus tells Peter and the apostles and the Marys and the Virgin Mary stay in Jerusalem until I send you the Paracletos the spirit of truth the defender spirit and then of course on Sunday 
of Pentecost, so 50 days after Easter, the Holy Spirit comes in the upper room, the doors were locked, and tongues of fires dwell upon every apostle who was in that room, and the Virgin Mary, the Acts of the Apostles, according to St. Luke, tells us. And then Peter is filled at 9 a.m. in the morning with the Holy Spirit, and all of a sudden Peter becomes very courageous, and the apostles become very courageous, and they are filled with the Holy Spirit. He goes outside and he says, This Jesus is the stone which rejected by you builders has become the chief stone supporting all the rest. This is my prayer for all of us in this Sunday of Resurrection, in this octave that we just came to conclude its eighth day, and this Divine Mercy Sunday where we say, Jesus, I trust in you. No matter how harsh life becomes against us, nobody how many soldiers, entities, uh, groups, um, I do not know what you want to call them, agencies, individuals, um, the powers of hell might end up rising against us. And trust me, I experienced some of that. And so did my probably guest today, who I'm looking forward to introduce um, to you in a little bit. We always stand tall and right like the cedars of God in Lebanon, because our Lord rose from the dead. And we give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, and for his love endures forever. And in the resurrection of the Lord, we honor love, we adore love, we worship love. And we put love as being our cornerstone, that against it, no gates of hell can prevail. Because, you know, if you look at God, what he did in his love, he removed kingdoms. He crushed enemies. He opened the Red Sea. He sent the plagues on Egypt. Now that our Jewish brothers and sisters are celebrating the Passover, it is the most beautiful, fantastic experiment of love that they have experienced from God. Let those who fear the Lord say, His love endures forever. I called to the Lord in my distress, and He answered and freed me. The Lord is at my side. I do not fear. What can man do against me? The Lord is at my side as my helper. I shall look down on my foes. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in man. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in princes. This is our prayer today. Glory to the Father, to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Christ is risen. Christ is truly risen. Coming to the studio with me, Caroline Barlock, a dear friend, a mother, an artist. Uh, I do not know what else I can tell you. A lady of society, a lady of the church, a lady of beauty, a lady with shining face uh, that uh, by itself gives comfort and um, gives the beauty. Shines with beautiful radiance. Good morning. Good morning. Caroline, you're a fifth generation Colorado native, and you always loved art. Um, You are an art history major, I believe, and your parents dealt with antiques. Yes. And so you grew up in all things that mesmerized you, namely, I would say... Oh, the beauty that surrounds us. It's been created by generations before us. Um, Those things that make us enjoy beautiful things. It's kind of fun to have that beauty. Um, The Lord provides it, and that's what makes life bearable. Think of as a child, you could go outside and lay on the grass like I did uh, 60 years ago plus (laughs) and look at the clouds and the heavens declared how beautiful everything is above us. I want to tell you, um, people like you will live forever. 
I know in heaven you will live forever because by the love of God we will be saved and we will see each other after long a happy life in paradise. But you also here will live on earth. There is something in common between you and the great artists whose art speaks of them and keeps their memories alive. And I'm not meaning to put you on the spot, but um, you are the porcelain lady. <laughs> Thank you. You fashioned, you molded porcelain and clay. You baked it in the heat of big fire. You put pieces and you paint them and 60 to 65 times. You actually fire them back and back and back to make sure you put a second nature on clay. clay a nature that gives glaze and gold and leaves and colors and beauty and it goes all over the world. You're actually the, um, you will become the vice president, I believe, um, for the International Association of um, Porcelain, Te- Porcelain Artists. Artists and Teachers. And congratulations on this in, in new position as well. And you brought home a gold medal, which is the only one for the United States in 2021. That is true. Where 45 countries competed. Right. So you see, I think your name is going to live. <laughs> and um, I'm, I'm proud of that name. Tell us, what is a clay? Uh, clay is, um, well, every country has a different mixture. It started with myosin. Um, I prefer a very hard glazed, hard clay, uh, because after it's glazed, I actually take a chisel to it and chisel the glaze off. And my material is not regular paint. I want you to think about gold dust and gym dust fired into the porcelain. Uh, This technique dates back to 900 A.D., and um, 900 AD. AD. So after our Lord Jesus Christ or before? After our after Lord Jesus Christ. Our Lord. 900. 900. Is that right? Porcelain started clay was in Persia? Yes, it was. And then the development of myosin clay in about the 18th century really solidified. Before then, um, the translucence of the glaze was not as fine. Um, like everything, artisans over the years uh, with you know, developed a wonderful and perfected it uh, through years of um, artisans passing on the tradition. And I'm sorry to say that we are missing that tradition now. People don't take pride in handmaking things that will, the hope chest is gone. Porcelain cannot be a virtual art. No, no, it can't be a virtual art. And, um, you know, we We've gotten away from um, something that takes lots of time. People want that instant gratification. And that goes to some artists, too. Um, there are artists that, uh, I want to say, really have mastered their craft and want their pieces. Not that we all hit every piece out of the ballpark, like I said earlier, or hit everyone to the moon. But um, if you think about the artist that lived centuries ago when the Sistine Chapel was being built. Um, I would have loved to have been friends with some of those artists. Can you imagine the conversation with Michelangelo as he was doing the sketches for the Sistine Chapel or Da Vinci? I I hope your wish becomes a true one way or the other, but I want to tell you when I visit your family and your home, I honestly have the same feel. I, 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 and I'm not exaggerating. There is a beauty in the Sistine Chapel that is eternal, that is definitely, um, I would say, uh, um, with immense um, expansion of the human mind, the human oh, creativity. Oh, it fills your soul, It fills your soul. 
it, there's no doubt that true art, uh, whether it be Western art, which I have a passion for, or portraiture um, that captures the humanity of a person that's portraits been done. Um, I have been blessed to be friends with some of the greatest artists that are still living, and some, since my career spans over 50 years, some of the artists that I knew 50 years ago are no longer with us, but it is a great, um, the friendships, the the kindred spirits um, that really capture that, and some are very, very spiritual. Uh, They really are not... People will say, well, most artists are flakes, if I can use that word, (laughs) but they aren't. There are very conservative artists that have very uh, deep spiritual feelings about their art and about what God created in depicting it, Um, and it will live on forever. I think that's what every artist kind of strives is to Add something to humanity that will give to generations. But I, when, when I when I ask you what I know from you about you as well and from the books, because people can actually search your name on the internet, and, just and Carolyn internet, Barlock. Just Carolyn Barlock. They're gonna find out. We have we have a treasure in Colorado, and that's something. Well, someone that. that's someone really to be proud of. That you are Coloradan for five generations, and here you fashion clay in the Rocky Mountains. And uh, you, you're known. So the barlock is a tradition of luster and gold. It for is. 50 years, you've been speaking to clay, and you make it speak. I know? hope so. Um, it's it's challenging. I, I can't say I hit every piece out of the ballpark. But there are some pieces that I think will probably end up in museums for people to look at generations from now and marvel at how it was made. And um, I hope that either I don't have grandchildren, but if uh, I have nieces and nephews and great nieces and nephews, and um, I hope that at a certain point in time they will take their children to see their great Aunt Carolyn's work. Well, I want to I spend with you like two episodes, I hope, <laughs> like this Sunday and next Sunday, because there is a lot to tell about the the, the fashion of of the artist still uh, baking with fire. You call it you call it firing the clay. You call it firing. Yeah, I fire in a kiln, yes. uh, electric kiln. Um, I don't have the luxury of having a gas kiln. Um, they are available, but... I've just always had electric ones. I have four, so I kind of stuck to what you know because uh, the firing is so precise. You so know. Here's, here's a vase of porcelain, let's mm-hmm. say, and uh, we want you to explain to us the process. Okay. What happened? What do you see in that vase? How do you buy your, uh, your porcelain? Well, I, uh, because I chisel the porcelain and prefer to have a variety of shapes, um, I do try to get fine porcelain from either Germany or France. Does that mean you have diamond because you chisel porcelain? You I actually do use a diamond-pointed chisel like okay. someone would use. Probably um, think of uh, the chisels that are used to carve marble that have been used for centuries. Uh, mine are very fine ones, and I actually chisel the glaze off. But first I look at a piece and kind of in my mind's eye, I decide what's going to be on it. Um, 
I do all kinds of designs, flowers, birds, um, tigers, um, traditional designs, but also some kind of contemporary Western designs. Any, any religious symbols or? Um... Well, you should know. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, I, I have say done I'm, the four de Lee. I am and... blessed to say that I have uh, one of of two chalices. You call them cobblers? They're, they're chalices. Chalices. That have the Fleur de Leon. And right. not only do you have one, but our current Pope has one right. in his library. And so, so it's only Pope Francis and Father Andre. We, yes. And I, I gave it to Pope Francis in 2017, actually, as a gift. Exactly. Um, from the Barlock and the Mission of Hope and Mercy and from the Confederation of the International Union of Clergy, actually. Right. An, an award. Uh, it was. That's priceless. You it, know, the Pope is going to Lebanon in, in, in uh, four or five weeks from now. I know. And I'm just, you know, um, every artist, and I hate to refer to it as a bucket list, but it is a bucket list. You, one can only hope that during your lifetime that your pieces end up in a museum. Or And I have friends that are very famous artists that not only have a piece, but had multiple pieces in multiple museums. Wow. Um, but one, that's that's the goal, is that you do something that is so spectacular, so spiritual, uh, that it talks to people, that everybody likes to view it, and um, it tells something. I'm not a fan of modern art. <laughs> we were discussing that earlier. You have respect for it, but yeah. <laughs> I have respect uh, as as an art major and an art historian. Um, I do respect it, but there is something about an artist that captures, um, for example, the American Portrait Society's meeting in Atlanta, Georgia, this week, and those portrait artists, um, and I can name a few um, for Denverites, those people who have seen. Daniel Sprick's portraits uh, realizes how he captures humanity. And those artists, they will leave something when the person that they painted is long gone. Wow. People will marvel just like they do at the Mona Lisa, uh, that this person really lived. And it's something that you, as much as I love photography, there, there are people that paint and capture the the feeling is there that no photograph can do. You know, I, I want to tell you, when I look at your pieces of art, the jars that you have in a home, mm -hmm. uh, and you allow me to see them, you have a museum. There is no question. <laughs> your home is a vivid museum, definitely. I've been blessed. But um, when I was a child, I used to go in the mountains of Lebanon, in the valleys, and collect fossils. Oh, my goodness. And I want to tell you, what I see in your art is the closest to an embedded nature that otherwise it has to take 60 million years, years to 150 million years probably for a fossil to become a fossil on a stone. Your work is as close to it as possible. I just want people to know how, how, um, how precise your work is and how beautiful it embeds on an actual stone. The clay becomes vivid vividly alive. Oh, especially with the Persian lusters. You have to realize they are literally made from microscopically crushed gemstones. So when you, like when I use black coral, it is actually from coral. Or when I use amethyst, which was used back even in 900 AD, uh, it is the amethyst stone. And by doing so many fires, essentially you, like if you look at the center of a gemstone, mm -hmm. 
the deep center is where the color really is. And it's all that compression over centuries to make that stone. So it's natural. So it's natural. So the deeper the color, the more intense and pressure. And by firing it so many times, you build up that pressure of the gemstone because you're adding those particles and putting pressure on. It was beautiful. Last Sunday, we had a friend of mine and a star for many, I guess, Mel Gibson on a show. And I could tell how his talent unlocks something um, there is uh, deep embedded in a human imagination, and he puts it into art, into movie, into films. He speaks the word of God into movies. You know, whether oh, definitely. The, the passion of Christ or the resurrection. Um, that's what I'm feeling you do. You, t- you take the deepest colors that are imprisoned in a stone, and then you unleash their power. You put them out there for the people. And the people buy them for high price, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I've been very fortunate. But, you know, well, you've talk- been supportive of the mission of Hope and Mercy as well. I Thank want you, people Father. to know what is our relation. But, you know, um, the friendships that I've developed with artists uh, over the years um, and the sharing of that friendship and other talents to watch somebody um, like I used the phrase, just to imagine to have been a friend of Michelangelo, to watch these people develop and produce something that is giving for generations to come. And the, the lasting impact that it has through beauty um, and sharing the, the power of nature. Am I uh, am I saying it right, Caroline? This is Father Andre. Good Sunday morning, was Father Andre and Caroline Barlock, uh, the porcelain lady, the Barlock tradition of luster and gold. Um, it's enough that you Google her name as well. Um, you are capturing through the porcelain a spirituality, and you're building friendships. Definitely, and and also, you know, um, one thing I didn't tell you. I got a little surprise here. Do you know when I was going to college, I went to Loretta Heights and oh, wow. I made stained glass windows for the Catholic Church. So uh did restoration and repair work. So my my feelings go deep for the church here, <laughs> you know. I did a lot of Catholic stained glass windows. Well we've been we've been in connection, blessed honestly, by this friendship. You've been six years now supporting the mission of hope and mercy. Well what do you think about the mission now that we wrap up our first episode and hopefully we'll do the next one for next Sunday as well? Do you know it is so wonderful to see a mission give back to its people. Um the war right now in Ukraine. Yes, People don't realize what war does, and God willing, that we never have to see it on American soil again. We have to know our history and help support those people through, like the mission in Lebanon, that have not been as fortunate as we have in the United States. Despite all the things that go on here, we still are the greatest country in the world. Caroline, you're more than an artist. You're a wife of a great man who's now in heaven. Yes, he was he one is. of the greatest lawyers, I believe, we had in this nation, or at least in our state of Colorado. Mother of two beautiful sons, who one of them ran for public office. And uh, you contributed to the society, and uh, you contributed to our nation as well, not only through your art. You raised a family that believes in God that treasures faith, family, freedom, and the love of the nation, and the love of God, and the love of the neighbor. And on top of this, you had time 
to bake in your home, to fire clay, actually. With this, um, you know, I, I want us to pray. I wanted this Sunday to be a, a light Sunday, a Sunday filled with light. You people, when you are at home, try to cherish what you have. Sometimes you might have a piece of art. You're going to hear more from Caroline and myself um, next Sunday. Make sure you look at every piece you have in your home. We're not telling you to become collectors of junk. I don't like that word, and I do not like to use it, but I believe you need to cherish your antiques. The point of the Sunday... Uh, cherish your heritage. Cherish your heritage. This is what we wanted to family. share with you. Cherish your family. Sometimes your family, somebody, grandpa or grandma, might have got a hold of something very very important to treasure. It has history. It has a story. Don't just throw it because you cannot connect to what's natural. We have to connect to our human history. And uh, beauty is a way to God. It is. And today we need it to overcome the evil. Because we're discovering the worst now about human nature, what we are capable. It's good to bring an alternative that human nature as well reflected the creativity of God, the creation of God. Well, may God bless us all. Protect us from all evil. Forgive us our sins and bring us all to everlasting life. And again, a blessed and happy Easter for all of us. Christ is risen. Christ is truly risen. Jesus, I trust in you. Thanks for joining us today for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Father Andre and his team rely on your prayers and generosity to help feed over 5,000 families in Lebanon every month. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org to learn more. Your support helps buy supplies from local farms and factories, employ truckers to ship the food, all to let these families know they are not forgotten. Go to missionofhopeandmercy.org and donate today. And join us next week at 9.30 a.m. for Good Sunday Morning with Father Andre. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.